0: This episode is part four of our five-part series with Neil Twa, and the title of this is Amazon is a River, but it is also a tree, and this is an analogy that Neil breaks down for us, but holy cow, Chris, every time we talk to Neil, I feel like we're learning stuff that nobody's talking about, like anywhere, we're learning just really unbelievable stuff here.
1: Yeah, it's different things that we haven't heard of before. Things like ITK and yes. browse nodes, and making sure you got the product in the right, you know, in the right category. Um, so mm-hmm. just a lot of different things come up, and we asked him a couple of questions here, and he answered right away. So it, yeah. it was a good one, and I can't wait for the other one, part five. <laughs> Coming up and then you know we'll probably just do another QA. But he's he's got a lot of good information.
0: Yeah, this is definitely next level. Everybody should be listening to this. And he's on on this episode, he's giving us another spreadsheet. We're look, working on some some new research and a training video. So tons here. Let's dive in to part four with Neil Twa. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 113 of Two Amazon Sellers and a Microphone, brought to you by Solozo. Today, we're at part four with Neil Twa and this has been a fun series so far. I can't wait to see what happens next. We are talking about Amazon is a river, but also a tree. So I'm excited to see where you go with this, Neil.
2: Amazon may be a river, but it's also a tree. Yeah, we're gonna float the Amazon today. Um, uh, hopefully we won't use too many stupid analogies. But you know, if you've listened to the last what are we on three? Is this four? What number this are we on? Four. Here? This is four. Oh, yeah. episode one thirteen caught me off because I was like, Well, that's not a great number. Like, <laughs> episode, is it Friday? No, tomorrow's Friday, episode 113. We'll have 14. Yeah, that'll be good. We're yeah. not gonna be superstitious today. All right, we're gonna rock it out. So, yeah, what I wanted to do was kind of pull together the last three days because if you if you know and you've been following or you're catching up on this conversation. Uh, today that we've been having for for a while now, which is fun. Uh, you know that we've been really trying to answer that initial question: What the hell do I sell? Which took us into understanding the mindset, getting into the white car slipstream of Amazon. Uh, as you're floating that river, how you can you know avoid the currents and and go down and have some fun without tipping the raft and drowning your kids. We don't want any of that to occur. So today, as we float along, we're gonna we're gonna go buy the numbers again to help answer that question. We went through. Don't marry your products. And today, again, Amazon may be a river, but it's also a, a tree. So what, what does that mean to sellers? If you're somewhat experienced, you do understand some of the concepts I'm gonna lay out today. I'm gonna keep it probably the 30,000 foot view. So I don't make people's heads go like, ah. not, not that this is like life changing per se, it could be, uh, or that it's technically uh, complicated. It has a bit of technicalness to it today that we didn't really run into yet. And it has to do with the technicality that is Amazon. So let's jump in our Wayback Machine here for a second, go Wayne's World on this. And back in 2003, when I started working for IBM, I was put into a division within the knowledge management side of Amazon that had to do with building latent semantic search engines, okay? Search engines that were powered by knowledge information, the one I got the privilege of working on with some super smart double docs out of Armonk and around the world. Uh, was part of the Watson supercomputing system. And we were using part of that intelligence to develop a knowledge management platform that allowed what's called latent semantic search engines, here's a hint, Amazon kind of uses one, so does Google, many of them do now, uh, to help define answers in the customer service space more quickly for people who called in and had questions to the point where we received about 40% accuracy at the end of that project. And that was back in 2003. So what that meant was the system would literally predict Uh, what it thought you needed an answer on uh, before you called based on all the data points that this database knew about you where they could pull information and it had a 40% accuracy rate. Now, again, that was a long time ago. So I know that they've got that to probably 80% or higher now. And it had to do with a latent uh, semantic search engine that would produce that information uh, just in real time for the customer service reps who wanted to answer that. Okay, so that was a technical rabbit hole, but where did that come back to? Well, it came back to understanding This filing system on Amazon, Uh, we call it amazon.com. You typically know it because you search with keywords to access the data, more than 90 something percent of all buyers do. Uh, And you use that as a way to actually rank your products and gain more traffic, organic reach, uh, and visibility for your products in Amazon and marketing terminology would be called eyeballs on the offer, right? so getting more eyeballs on your offer obviously means uh, conversions and conversions means sales and that's what we're all about when we get on Amazon but what you may not understand is this filing system operating in the background it's referred to as the a9 engine some people have called it the a10 engine today that's actually a misnomer because they've never officially released an update uh, that is specific to the core engine um, this filing system inside of Amazon that runs all of the listings What they have done is upgraded all these little bots and and AIs around it that deal with things like negative reviews, counterfeit claims, listing optimizations, your images aren't like this, and all these little things that run around and try to make sure there's consistency and integrity in the seller platform. And so people have called that the A10 engine. But make no mistake, since I've started selling the A9 engine, this filing system that holds all these millions of listings, and it's where your products end up inside of this system, we know the designation as an ASIN or an Amazon Serial Identification Number, an ASIN, okay? And that is just basically your listing tied into the multi-millions of other listings inside this big system. Now, what you may not recognize at this point, and maybe today you'll learn about this, which is cool, uh, or maybe you'll relearn something you didn't know or differently, or maybe you've already heard all this and I'm wasting your time, hopefully not. But there's this little thing in the bottom of this filing system called a node, okay? Uh, There are departments and categories, which like 80% of all the sellers, teachers, gurus, and people focus on. I don't love for people to go there because that's not really where the opportunity is. And we've touched on that a little bit in the last three, and we're gonna amplify it a little bit more today in terms of value. It is where departments and categories are things like, I'm selling an outdoor gear and I'm selling the bicycle. What we're talking about is say a node. A node inside of that is that little section in the tree where certain types of categories cross over. Forgive me, I'll give you an example. It could be baby products that are crossing over with automotive, okay? Now these are two separate types of departments or categories within the system. And if you can visualize a tree for a second, a tree has branches on it, okay? And you could could say the department is the big, um, uh, you know, bark-laded tree stem, okay? Uh, That's going up this tree. Uh, and at the branches level, you've got these categories. And then on the end of each of these categories, you have these little nodes. They're like little leaves or they're the fruit hanging out on the end of the tree. Right. So what a lot of people do is they focus on that big section in the middle because they think that's where all the meat is because it holds the whole section. So why isn't it the big piece? Well, it's not and You think, Well, the branches must be the big piece. Those are the categories because that's where you see all the branches. Well, at the end of the day, there are actually thousands of more leafs and fruit at the end of all of those things, then there are down the departments and categories. Are you with me on this visualization? Can you, you can see the tree, you can see the fruit. All those little nodes are where the fruit cross. And in this example, we've got automotive and we've got baby. What crosses over at the very top end of that fruit, it would be products like a baby mirror that goes into a car. So we've crossed over automotive with baby. Do you see this happening? But we've actually got a node in there in the category In the very inside of Amazon's filing system, we refer to it as a super keyword, otherwise known as an ITK, an item type keyword. And Amazon's filing designation system system has those ITKs at the node level. That particular keyword is the most maximum relevant keyword for you to cross over automotive with baby and sell a specific product called a baby mirror. You follow where I'm going on this? Mm-hmm. So in my example here, Baby Mirror would be your ITK. When I want to rank in this giant filing system, when I want to get more than three sales a day on a product, I need to have the maximum relevancy of my product, not just at the department and category level, but at the node level for the product in which I'm selling in this example of Baby Mirror. When I achieve that, I have now gotten maximum relevancy within the A9 filing engine, and it is going to reward me. It's going to reward me as saying, I have maximum relevancy. I've dotted all the lines, I've crossed all the T's and dotted all the I's inside of this big filing system. And it's just a giant algorithm that's looking to reward the most maximum relevant products. And we talked about this the other day and by the numbers that have a better profit margin, higher profitability and more likelihood that if this engine produces that product in front of a customer, they're going to buy it at a higher conversion rate in 30 seconds or less. That's the formula, okay? So if you follow (laughs) along with this, okay, and you see where this tree goes, you understand how the system is learning, adapting, presenting information, showing products under frequently bought together. And then of course, the most holy grail of holy grails, it is organically ranking you for the target maximum keywords that equal the highest conversions and sales for your product. Mm -hmm. Inside of Amazon, that's referred to as your unit session percentage. In marketing world, we call it a conversion rate. When that is above 20%, you have the highest chance of receiving page one, page two results for your product. Above 20%, you're guaranteed to be on page one. Above 25 to 30%, you're definitely gonna be at the top end of the page. If you maintain that conversion rate, you will achieve your maximum relevancy, sales, profitability, and reward that the engine can give you, okay? So back to IBM for a second. How did we learn all this? Because I re-engineered the system. Knowing that they had built this, I spent the first two years literally hacking this system away, literally figuring out how did it respond? How is it learning? I knew how we'd program those during the IBM days. I knew what the super double dock architects were doing. I knew enough that I was the stupidest guy in the room and I was happy to be there just to listen to these guys talk about how they architected this only to realize that that is what the A9 engine is doing. And what I find is that so many people are convoluting the simplicity of this that I just spoke to you about. It actually really is simple when you think about it that they're trying all these tax and uh, hacks and they're doing all these crazy expensive coupons and giveaways and all this stuff. And they're literally fighting the system that wants to reward them when they do it the right way. It actually wants to reward you. Why? Because amazon.com is a profit making endeavor. They want to give the highest product, the most visibility so they can maximize the amount of sales that are made and create a higher brand affinity. Like they don't want to hold you down. So if you feel like Amazon's trying to hold you down, your products don't rake, you watch this bell curve launch process happen, you can't figure out why your BSR won't go below 50,000, why you can't achieve, it's literally because you are not using the most optimized listing that the system wants you to do and it's not you're not in the line with all the data points that it wants you to see, okay? Now we've architected some of these data points inside of our training, we give them to everybody and we say, these are the data points you have to match up with. You have to hit them in this way, you launch in this process, you attack the A9 engine in this way, you do it, we call it a dance with this business and basically you don't have to push very hard. You know, people talk about all this effort in product launches and at the end of the day, when you do it correctly, it will rank for you. The engine will literally reward you and rank for you. And that's why we have very zero effort <laughs> uh, launches uh, to prove the products in the system and then very much optimize and determine success before we do any other marketing campaigns. And I see a lot of people going in and saying, I wanna rank my products, and just in case you're wondering, that's a lot about what we're talking about right now, how to rank your products for visibility and sales, okay? In guess that wasn't clear on today's topic. Uh, but the important part is to understand if you're making it difficult, if it is difficult, if you're trying and it's very expensive, if you've done the coupons and the social media and you blew the thousands of money uh, dollars on Facebook ads and didn't get the results you wanted, it's probably because you're trying to push a you know, snowball uphill in January. You're just fighting the system and you aren't going to win. It's falling apart in your hands as you try to get up the hill. So as you understand the fabric of how this works, it's very important to understand that the ITK system, the node system is a very important usable uh, system with data that you can pull together. Finding those super keywords, finding the relevancy in your system and getting to the page one results. Why? Because 78% of all the clicks come through page one. And if you're still sitting on page three, five, 10, et cetera, you're not going to get most of the traffic you expect to get, right? You absolutely need to get to page one. What is it anyways? I mean, it's the number one result you're going to get for the most target keyword that is the most relevant for your product. Okay. So when you identify that, as we have talked about a minute ago, when you understand the ma- maximum relevancy of your product for the node in which it's attached in the system, Then you can dominate your niche and you can build an overwhelming presence across thousands of those keywords in no time flat and it's very important to understand that now i've covered like 50 things that we can unpack i'm gonna shut up for the moment Uh and what i would like to do is see if you guys had any questions about that and of course um i have some things to hand out today uh we're gonna go even deeper we're gonna get down like the 1000 foot view Uh, with that information, I have a a training video that I'm going to leave you with. I have an additional spreadsheet called the browse tree guide, which is going to combo you and help you understand the ITK for your products. And it could be a big difference. It could literally in the next three to five days, just switching into the right node for your product could take you from three sales a day to 30 sales a day in the next Mm. seven to 21 days. That's how fast this works. In fact, we've seen people rank for target keywords within 15 minutes of switching out target keywords, ITKs and their products and then watching the sales turn up over the next seven days as the algorithm repositions them in the marketplace based on their nude node adjustment. It's that powerful, okay? Now, I will warn you, it's just as powerful if you do it wrong, mm-hmm. okay? If you do it wrong and you're doing 15 sales a day and you wanna make 30, you could end up with three sales a day, so just be very careful how you go through this process and very much understand the target and relevancy. I used an example of automotive and baby just now to show you how baby mirrors was the node you should focus on. So do your diligence, watch the training, use the document. Um, there's a lot of upside to doing this the right way. And there's a lot of power in really understanding uh, what the system wants from you and how to dance with it correctly. So you gain the rewards. And by the way, pro tip, once you do that, if you continue to launch products in that niche, it's just fire ready, fire aim ready, fire aim literally because you're going to hit every product on the dot for your target audience every time you put a new product in the market inside of your brand.
1: This is
0: fascinating to me, uh, and I want to unpack a few of the things that you you touched on because you're hitting on something that I think is not I don't know people people aren't paying enough attention to it. No. they think they're they think there's like if you just do X Y Z, if you just get enough reviews, this this and this you're gonna move up the rankings, but you you laid it out clear, Amazon is only gonna show products that are proven to sell at a high conversion rate. It doesn't matter, you could, and and this is well, another thing I wanna to touch on, this is a question Chris and I get all the time, is they'll say, hey, we're running ad campaigns and we're not getting impressions. Well, guess what? Amazon's using that, rele- you have a low relevancy score. Low
2: relevancy. Mm-hmm. And
0: you're. The, it doesn't matter what your bid is, Amazon doesn't wanna show your ad for a product even if you're paying more for that placement, when Amazon knows they can put this product here that may be bidding less, absolutely, going to sell one out of three times,
2: absolutely. And we built uh, that into the Phoenix tool. We call it the Six Leaf Score, and you see it up on the dash, and it says if it's a five or less for the quality of your listing, you are not in maximum relevance with the product for your for your target. So if you can get up to a seven or eight, and the, and it shows up on your listing when you're using the the Phoenix widget, uh, now you're in line. Now you have a good opportunity to rank your products. It's very important you understand. The, again, we talked about this, the tools don't are not so good if you don't have the knowledge. You can pick any tool and use it completely wrong. You can grab any hammer. It doesn't mean you can build a house. You're just gonna be swinging every nail you see. So it's very important to understand what you just said in terms of how to utilize that data correctly uh, for reaching a maximum relevancy and then getting into what we call Amazon slipstream. Um, once you reach that strip, uh, slipstream and you are in a line and maximum relevancy of your listing, you will go. you can go um, results may vary, uh, from three (laughs) to 30 (laughs) sales a day. That's my disclaimer. You like that?
1: (laughs) There's, there's times when I've clicked my edit listing and I've noticed that the browse node is completely different than what it was when I first selected the listing. Yes. Uh, for example, uh, dog brush, I'll select the dog brush as the node and six months later, it'll be in pet grooming supplies.
2: That's like, it can well, I- shift a little bit if there are editing or changes that are done, especially if you use the web interfaces uh, interface versus the flat files. Mm. We always recommend you learn how to manage the flat files. again. So I changed it, yeah. what happens? <laughs> well, what's that? Sorry? So
1: I've changed it, so I'll yes. change it.
2: If you haven't locked it in and it's not brand registered, um, or you are not in such a way where you have full control of the listing with your A-plus content, Uh, there can be changes that are made to the system or updates that can be switched. So you need to be uh, careful to ensure you have all of those uh, uh, things in place. Uh, And of course, that you're monitoring your listings to ensure that any of those switches do not occur. If you notice a sudden shift in your sales or ranking positions it's very possible that your node either was removed or changed by Amazon's system itself. And you may not need to go in and do a quick update on your flat file to ensure that that is back to its original position. Got it. now flat files are a whole nother topic we'll cover that a little bit in the training um but it's a thing we were playing around with in 2014 when we figured it out once i once reed and i got into this and i said dude this is how the system is working we dug in to see how amazon would respond to it and we realized they had these little things called flat files that most people didn't even know about and we got pulled one open and started playing around with it and since he loves spreadsheets he was like i'm gonna figure this out uh, and as soon as we did, um, we understood how the search engine defaults to relevancy um, for every keyword that is searched in the system and why it's so important uh, that you find your products in line with those ITKs. If your product is a little outside of that ITK, you're not actually going to land in the strip slipstream. And we may talk a little bit more about that, but that's some more pro stuff. If you understood what I was just saying, that'll make sense.
1: You're, you're right on about those flat files. There's things There's things I've tried to do within the web interface and then there's things yep. I've done with the flat file and the flat file so takes So
2: much it. of Amazon's important stuff is actually hidden behind the web interfaces, things they don't tell you in the account and seller health, stuff you don't actually are going to read about the A9 engine and stuff, uh, unless someone's willing to share the details with you. And of course, Amazon yep. keeps a lot of that data and metrics close to the chest.
0: Oh, good stuff. Yeah. So interesting. I was having an issue with one of my listings right now and I called support or got them on the phone. Um, and if it weird, I mean their solution is you can fix all this if you just do the flat file. <laughs> I mean it's like it wasn't gonna I was doing it through the interface and everything was right I was doing, but they're like no, you just upload the flat file and we'll fix it. So so yeah,
2: and so it's one of those things with you know that the, the- even a many of those reps don't understand. And if you're brand Uh new and you don't understand the words flat file at this point, you're probably already lost. (laughs) Um, It's not extremely complicated. It is a document that's in usually Excel spreadsheets uh, that Amazon has you download for the particular category and department and niche in which you are wanting to manage your product. Um, It is a little bit complicated to manage it first, but then you understand the power of it as you move along uh, how you can uh, manage your listings and the data within the back end of your listing that is not available to you through the web interface. And if you understand some of these more advanced topics, um, you can see again, why some of the sellers that are out there, uh, maybe even competing with you, uh, are reaching page one and seem to be outpacing you and you can't figure out what's going on. Uh, most likely they know some more of these advanced things that you just don't know uh, yet. Um, but here's another thing we talked about a minute ago, You know, to understand which uh, page is selling the most, you have to understand the variations of the ITK. You have to understand the variations of keywords. Uh, I touched on that just a minute ago, but let's go down just one level deeper. And then, as I mentioned, the video and the training that I'll give you guys behind this um, is going to go even deeper. It's the exact broad and uh, phase phrase, excuse me, match broad phrase and exact match differences in your keyword, um, which one you should actually target and where and, and how you should actually target uh, those keywords. You probably understand that to some degree if you've ever touched a campaign, a PPC campaign on Amazon. But what you need to understand is how is it relevant to my product in the system? Hmm. And that's an important question you have to answer uh in in this. And I think you'll get it from tomorrow. It can make a difference. Um, in you can get it from the video, excuse me. And tomorrow we'll cover uh what all of this means as you put this whole thing together, as you find your products, you find potential trend opportunities, you work on your more list to identify those great products, or even as Dustin said, relaunch some of those products. And how to approach a different market segment, more value, get your green light uh, out of those products that maybe are yellow right now. Um, how to move them into a position um, that can move faster. This today should hopefully give you some insight uh, and how to position those correctly for the marketplace, so that you obviously maintain relevancy of your listings and your brand for the target you're going after, uh, and of course your rankability and organic sales are going to be returned by that. Your PPC and a cost, uh, a cost specifically, is going to go down. Uh, because your USP or your unit uh, session percentage, your conversion rate is going to go up. And it's a it's an inverse but very positive relationship that sets up one thing, higher profitability in your business. Uh, not just more sales, but higher profitability. We talked a little bit of this in the green room, Dustin, if you sell a thousand more units of the same product making you low profit, selling 2000 isn't gonna fix your problems. If you sell 500 of a product that has $10 more profit, than the one you're selling a thousand units of, you just created more profit with less overhead logistics and management issues. You're not moving as many units, but you're making as much profit. It's a big deal, right, when you grow. And why is that a big deal? Because we don't wanna create a business that is a job, right? We don't wanna create these businesses as a job because you have a huge opportunity to live a lifestyle business and still create a multi seven figure your Amazon business, okay? Um, Speaking from experience, right? And you don't have to look uh, too far into the future as to the worth of these businesses when you do these things we've talked about today and yesterday and earlier correctly. And that's one of the things we'll go into tomorrow. We call it the platinum principle. Um, In the next topic, we're going to break down if you do all these things correctly uh, and you do them in enough time, then everything you're building and all the efforts and things you're learning about flat files and ITKs and what the hell to sell is all going to add up to a very big dollar amount at the time you exit this business. Uh, through what we call the Platinum Principle. And that'll be a topic for tomorrow to kind of bring this whole thing together and explain uh, what you're doing and what it could be worth to you later on.
1: How long would a ranking or launch process be? How many days on average do you see that that needs to go on for it to stick?
2: Minimum of 21 days is what we shoot for. Now people are saying seven days, et cetera. We'll go as far as 30 days. Uh, patience is the name of the game if you're not desperate for the business to go a certain direction. And if you are operating this in the long term, what's this business uh, particular SKU product launch mean to me in the next 12 months? And 30 days is nothing, Mm -hmm. right? It really isn't. And to do it the right way, uh, it it means that as Amazon's data becomes relevant, as my product becomes relevant, and as my ranking becomes relevant, the uh, counter effects that can happen in the next two weeks after that could shoot you through the roof. I have case study after case study of businesses that did 30,000 in the first 21 days, but in the next three weeks, they were over 100,000 in in monthly recurring revenues. So once they received that reward from the system, it exploded exponentially through the servers and through the listings and through the ranking engine. And all of a sudden it was like, they just shot through the roof, right? Past 100,000 a month and recurring. And we have case study after case study that shows, if you do this the right way, the rewards are waiting for you on the other side. You don't have to push that snowball uphill. Amazon wants to help you push it downhill. I'm
0: going to be uh, looking at my flat files today. <laughs> and yeah, flat taking, file I I'm I'm guilty. I, I use the web interface a lot on on these. And I know there's there's things I'm leaving on the table. Um, so I'm gonna be checking these out just to, to see if I can make bumps. And I'm also excited about going through the spreadsheet that you're mm-hmm. you're giving us now. We'll obviously have that in all of the notes. Um wherever, wherever you're watching for you
2: guys. I'll give What's it a, that? an extra video training for you to go through and see visually some of the things I talked about today. And of course, we'll go into more granular detail on that video. It's at least about 30 minutes or so that will walk you guys through all of these points in a visual format. You'll see it uh, over the shoulder and he will help you understand how to use that doc and then give you some tips on how to apply it to your business.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. We're gonna have lots of stuff to talk about next time. Yeah, I, I think have, so. I think I've <laughs> this. And I was going to bring up, um, so I did run through, we talked about this earlier before we mm. started the show, but I did go through the spreadsheet on this product that um, I'm relaunching. Caveat, this is a product I'm married to. So we're gonna. I'm gonna break every rule that you talked about. I'm married <laughs> to this product. Uh, it's low cost, it's okay. not high. Uh, but this is, I, I don't know, I've got this attachment to it because this is what started my whole journey and it, I mean, I, at one point i quit my job because of this one product. And I was like, this is fantastic. So I'm married to it. So again, let's go over that. But I'm relaunching it. And the I'm realizing after going through the spreadsheet, one of the mistakes I made was I was chasing the sales. So hmm. when I launched it, I w- I I actually did, feel like I did it all right. I had the right profit margin. I had a higher price, um, but I got to the point where I was selling like two or 300 units a day of this product. Uh, It was very competitive niche and it was big, but as my sales would slip years later, I kept dropping my price to maintain that sales velocity. And that I I did maintain the sales velocity for a while, but now in this relaunch of this product, I'm reframing it. I think because I'm I'm doing higher quality and all that uh, for this new, for this new relaunch, that I can go back to that price point I had before and sell it and be okay with less volume and all I did was plug in these numbers to your spreadsheet and kept changing my sales price until those numbers were green, until those boxes were green. And you and, might
2: achieve similar sales velocity to the original. You, uh, we don't know that yet, but I bet we're gonna find out as this goes along.
0: It's gonna be really interesting um, mm-hmm. because it, it that this conversation we've had has reframed my mindset on this particular product because I feel like this, this is a product that we are Absolutely talking about on this show. Like, don't marry it. It, you know, don't you know, don't keep driving the price down, all the stuff that we're talking about. And and I'm really excited now after this. I think finding now after this conversation, finding the right you know, where it's most relevant, you know, finding that right, what do you call it? The ITK.
2: Mm-hmm, find uh, the right
0: itk. Mm-hmm. yeah So this is gonna be interesting. But your, these spreadsheets, I I really encourage anyone who's listening to this. If you haven't downloaded the original spreadsheet you, that was in two episodes ago. You really should do it. It's eye opening And
1: it's a very good
2: exercise to help you understand where you are, Uh, especially if you're already selling like Dustin, if you're brand new, it's gonna give you some foundation uh, to start answering that question. You know, what the hell do I sell? But you gotta go by the numbers as we talked about. And of course you should understand why Dustin keeps saying, don't marry your product Uh, and what's (laughs) important about the market and not necessarily what we think about the market, because we want to be very good at reading the data from the market and applying correct strategies and tactics uh, to beat our competition where well, you simply don't want to go in the market and just say, Hey market, this is what you need to do. Right. Cause that's uh, not going to work. <laughs> not going to work.
1: I was going through that spreadsheet last night, uh, doing some new product research cause it, it was just fun. It's actually a really nice spreadsheet to go through. Um, but my, I had an issue. My issue is how do I know what product to select to use when validating the product research? Like when I do page one search, we're, I you know I just picked the Amazon's choice cause that was the one that had the badge. And so I kept it consistent, right. but what, why, why not select the bottom of the page or the middle of the page? How do I know what product to select when doing that research?
2: Well, and that's a great question. And in the simplistic answer, that's one of the reasons why we developed the Phoenix Chrome extension, because you can go into that main keyword and pull down all of those one page ones right immediately you can add in what we now call seeds, the products that you are most interested in tracking to answer that question. And once you pull them in the seeds dashboard and start tracking them, you'll be able to see that data and the analytical trend of who's pricing at certain points, who's making so many units versus another, which node is that one with most sales making, why are they Hmm. ranking the highest? And you have all the data right there for you to start making decisions against as to which product you should go after and compete with. There won't be any guessing once you understand how to read that data.
0: So cool. All the data is there and available for us to make these decisions. It's, it's amazing.
2: (laughs) It's applying that right knowledge. Again, back to the hammer story. You can, you can go swing that hammer, but everything is going to look like a nail if you don't actually understand how and when to do it. Um, You need a skilled person who's built a house uh, to understand how to go build one yourself. And so we can get you the tools. You can go any to, to, you know, any tool, frankly, and pull data down. But if you really don't understand why you're looking at it and how it applies to the system, um, you're missing some very key elements to being successful at it.
0: So true. I'm I'm really excited about going to this relevancy and what you're talking about with like this, these ITKs. I think there's this is something I'm not focusing on enough. It's just it's in it's a more complex um, understanding of the, how the system works and how it's a little
2: can- more tactical. Yeah, it absolutely is. It's a little more mechanical. Um, but in the end, uh, there's a process to it. It's just, it can be a standard operating procedure of, as part of every product, um, that goes to market, uh, and you're literally, you know, stepping off with your best foot forward.
0: Well, I am looking forward to tomorrow. We're going to have a lot of fun. We'll put the, uh, spreadsheet and the link to the video training in the, uh, description of the podcast. We'll also have it on the Facebook and YouTube channel. So everyone, please go do that. Chris and I'll do that ourselves tonight. And then we'll have fun talking about this tomorrow. Thanks again for joining us. This has been a blast.
2: Thanks guys for having me. I appreciate you.
0: All right. We'll see you tomorrow. tomorrow. Have a good one, everybody.